It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. I'm going to set it up with the numbers, and Levert has been a changed man over the last What's month What's gotten in into him? It's been unbelievable. Steve, take the graphic poll. Let's just look at his splits from March versus February. He was horrendous in February in nine games. In March, he's been tremendous, exactly what the Cavs had hoped for in a sixth man in thir- Mikey, 12 games now. You're missing an important stat there, which is important to this conversation, and that's Shoot. how many minutes per game. About yes. the same. What's that? Almost exactly the same. Really? Yes. I will get you wow. the exact numbers, but it was not – Staggeringly different. Well, pull it up as we speak. Close, well, now was that picture there on the left where he's got Rose? Was that taken during the February and, and earlier part, and then on the right where he's letting it grow out? A recent photo? I will double check on the. the Maybe it's the hairstyle. He has been a different man. Exactly what the Cavs have needed. God, uh, for the record, way better. Month yes. to month minutes. He is playing 29 and a half minutes in March and 27.3 minutes. So, right, so about minute two minutes more difference. per game. But that's essentially the same. Is that three point? I, I feel like you guys tell me what you think, especially Mikey as a shooter here. I don't think that three point percentage is, is sustainable at all. It's not. Right? No. But shooting is a lot of confidence. But can and he when split you get the difference hot, at least? What do you say? Split the difference. He can live with that. Yeah. Absolutely. That's, if, that's, he's that's shooting 30, if he's shooting 33%. Yeah. 34%? Yeah, he's useless at 22%. For the season, he's 38%, by the way. Yeah, shoot 38 Okay, so yeah. so uh, to the question, if he's th- for the season at 38%, he was yeah. 21%. We'll take that. that yeah, that is sustainable been, then. I mean, he's been, hit, he been hitting for the most part. He just had a bad month. If you look at it that way, if he hit shoot 38 he shot 21 during February, that means his, his average was, was crazy it's, the other months. If, I, guys, I don't know. Yeah. I, didn't, I knew he had been better just by the eye test. I didn't look yeah. at the numbers. I, and I've asked myself, what the hell's gotten into him? I don't know if JB said, look, we're looking for a guy that you currently haven't been. Yeah. And it lit a fire. I have no idea. But yeah. whatever he's doing, <laughs> if we get that Levert in the playoffs, and that's a big if, yeah. none of us say we trust him because because he's been Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah. But if we get that guy, we'll give anybody a run. You know, I ripped Okoro the other day because he's been Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah. But Karis Levert, is a higher level Jekyll and Hyde no than Isaac Okoro, yeah. right? Karis LeVert has shown you at times in his career is borderline all-star level too far? Am I going too far saying he's played borderline all-star at times? At times he's played borderline all-star. Okay. Yeah. So, like, Kar- I wonder, obviously in sports, you guys know this better than I do. A lot of it is confidence. How are you feeling about yourself, right? Right. I wonder, you said to JB, talk to him about this. Wonder if JB said, "Hey, listen, when we traded for you, you were playing. All, where the hell was he? I can't remember. Indiana, Indiana. Indiana. Yeah, Indiana. Indiana. Right? Indiana. He was playing great in Indiana. He was. I wonder if he said, "Where's that guy? 
We need Indiana. Forget the other guys on this team. Yeah. Don't try to fit in. Do your thing and play like you I'd can. I'd love to know if he challenged him. You know, it feels like maybe that happened. Maybe yeah. you just I, 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 listen. Gee, real quick, did, before you go, do you want his shooting splits by month? Because it does show a crazy roller coaster of inconsistency. Yeah, let's, right. let's hear him. In October, 48.5%. November, 31. December, 31. January, 48. February, 21. March, 46. Wow. Wow, pre a 21 break, sandwich by 48. Pre All-Star break, 37%. Post All-Star break, much smaller sample size, only 15, but he's shooting 44% yeah. since then. So his career, wow. his his three-point field goal percentage for the season is 38, and yet in any one month he's never been he's he's been at least seven percent higher or lower than that every That's month. Crazy. This this is what I know about scores in the NBA, right? So like. If you play against, like, there's a lot of guys, my guys either play overseas or when I was playing pickup games, they used to, if you played in high school, they had these pickup games and you come back from college and hoop a little bit. And the guys that played in pros that are, are top-notch scorers, like, they come to those pickup games and they just don't miss. Like, it'd be some crazy, it'd be, like, it really make you like, bro, this dude, you play in Iceland and you don't miss? They're like, you play in New Zealand and you don't miss? And the yeah. NBA dudes... They just the it, worst NBA player but, will make every shot in a game like that. But yeah. they, they what people don't realize is let's not forget Karis Levert is a guy who's got 50 multiple times in this league. He got 50 back in Brooklyn. He's put up some 40 plus. He got 50 when he played for the Cavs. The thing about Karis Levert is figuring out a role, right? And, and I like what you said there, like Somebody had to tell him, or maybe it just clicked for him. The Cavs ain't going to get nowhere by y'all just watching Donovan Mitchell. Right. At the, because no. think about it. Donovan Mitchell is so good that I think at parts of this season, everybody took turns watching. Yeah. Darius Garland was like, hey, could you? Darius Garland wouldn't even dribble for a while. I'm like, bro, they taking the ball from you at point guard. What you doing? Evan Mobley would, would take half the <laughs> Evan Mobley just said picks. I'm like, no, that is not what you're supposed to be doing. Remember, we was like, what's wrong with Evan Mobley? What, what, he looking shaky out here. Now he's finding his role. And Karis LeVert is a guy coming off the bench. You need instant offense. Jetty, you coming off the bench. We need energy. Okoro Stevenson, here's what we're going to tell y'all to do. Play defense and sit in that little corner right there and wait for the ball. Right. And hit two out, maybe one out of three, two out of four if you have a good day. When you know your role, you, come, you hit the ground running. Yeah, I give JB a lot of credit because now we also should point out the schedule's been much easier, much easier. And, you know, we, we've said the Cavs are proven that they can beat the below 500 teams on a regular basis at a very high rate. It's the losing record against teams that have winning records that jumps out at you. Yeah, sure. Because those are the teams you're going to see in the playoffs. Now, all that being said, you can only beat and play who's on your schedule. Right, that's right. So, but just the way they're trending into these playoffs, I think JB gets credit. Yeah. Last year, after the break, they limped, they sputtered, they ran out of gas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was it. Right now, you feel like, I feel good about them winning in the first round. Like I do, too. The second round's gravy. Right. I, I, you know, if they play a competitive series, like a really competitive series with Milwaukee or Boston, to me, that's a... I'm not killing them for that. No, because it's no, a launching pad the next year. It, right. It, 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 they got five or six games right. more experience against the elite That's teams. right. But they have to win that first-round series. Yes. And right now, as you said, and I agree 100%, 
At the end of last year, you had no confidence in this team. No. And no. right now, they remember, after the All-Star break, they had scuffled a little bit. They did, and we thought, and here like, we go oh, again. Here we go again. It but now, like they, now they're they're going on the upswing, and I think we're all feeling good about them. And I yeah. think I think one of the reasons they helped out a little bit, too, JB closed that, he tightened that, that the rotation up. Yeah. All, it feels like, like a playoff. Yeah, not, yeah. not quite like a playoff rotation, but it's but getting it, a lot closer to the playoff rotation. You yeah. know who's going to play. They're going to go with Lamar, Okoro, Levert, and Jetty. Right, and if Jetty ain't bringing him nothing, like we'll take sit him down, bring Lamar in for some toughness. If if Coral can't hit it, if Lamar ain't really hitting the shot, we'll bring in the court. So now everybody know what they're gonna do, and I'm gonna be honest with you, they played a little bit different since Kevin Love's not been here. They've been playing a little more like uh, I, I'm gonna get the minutes because here's the thing: when you got a veteran and you got a guy that's talking about he's like a he he's he's won a championship. He knows how what it is. They made that move because they don't want people looking over their shoulder. That's being an like, interesting point, G. Do you think that Love's absence has anything to do with Lavert's emergence? I do. I do. Because now it's like when you're an elder statesman, right? You remember what we keep saying? LeBron this, LeBron's calves, the sister LeBron. But they in there hearing these old LeBron Kyrie stories. Yeah. Like and that's over. Now. That, that's over. Yeah. yeah. You don't want to hear it. We, 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 this is all new. We, y'all can, we, and it's almost giving them confidence to be like, when they didn't make a trade at the deadline, they almost said, we got what we need right here. Right. This all, don't look for and nothing I wonder, else. I wonder, guys, like Levert's been a starter for a lot of his career, right? And now he's a bench player. And sometimes players are sensitive about that, right? Yeah, right. Like, why am I not starting? You know, and maybe he's finally embraced this, like, hey, maybe I'll become the next great sixth man in the league. That's it. Well, with wrong numbers with like yep. that, he is. Yeah. And, and maybe he's embraced that. And But I still think, like, I want to see Levert on the floor at the end of games in the playoffs. Yeah, I wouldn't mind that either. I, I think he should be on the floor. I don't know if he will be. Mikey, I don't know what you think about that, but I, I want to see him I on I think there. it depends on matchups. I think the sure. one thing with Levert that – he's bought into lately is regardless of how well he's shooting from three he's best with the ball in his hands he's a facilitator and a yep. creator right and it's hard to play off guys like Mitchell and Garland who are also guys who need the ball and sometimes when you have three guys who need the ball yeah. I know it's a stupid cliche but there is only one ball not everyone gets enough touches so when Lavert comes in with the second unit now with guys like Jetty who plays off ball doesn't need the ball to get open I see Jason Lloyd hopping in we'll get to Jason in a second Lamar Stevens, not a guy who creates his own offense. The two bigs they play, Allen Mobley, not guys who, for the majority, are creating. He becomes that number one option as a facilitator and playmaker, even if he's not scoring 20 points. Right. He's running the offense more, which I think has unlocked the ability for him to feel more comfortable in the offense. And when you feel more comfortable, you don't think, you just play. His shooting percentages are going up. That's yeah. what I think's really and you, uh, helped him. You need that guy in the playoffs too. Yeah, you do need, absolutely yes. need that guy in the playoffs. Everything is matchup dependent yep. in the playoffs. I, I just think though, at the end of games in the playoffs, I can't have a player on the floor that can't score. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Ninety-three percent of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a seventy-five dollars sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com/podcast. Just go to Indeed.com/podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com/podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And so that's Unless why I want he's Levert doing in there. something like, you know, like 
obviously this is an extreme, but yeah. if Dennis Rodman, you know, if you're in well, a game sure, like Well, sure, Dennis Rodman, you, yeah. So what I'm saying is you got to bring something at an elite level yeah. to the party. And that's if why you can't like, score the ball. I don't really want Lamar Stevens or Okoro. Like I could have Ricky Rubio, you know, at yeah, the Yeah, because end of he does things. Yeah, but, but it's going to be it's going to be very interesting to see. I'm waiting to see what JB is doing. Because if they get in the second round, it's like, okay, what are you doing with Giannis? <laughs> like, yeah, what right, like you right. have like or like you can at least I almost want to see Boston. Give me Boston because well, you get to the three seed. Yeah. Yeah. If, if I can see Boston in the matchup, I, I feel good about that because I'm going to just tell you, I, I give Tatum his, his credit, but Jalen Brown. I'm not. I'm right, not ready to, to uh, you know, concede to your dominance as a two yeah. guard in this league. Boy, I mean, these teams the, match up really well. And the Cavs games. have really struggled against that elite big guy. They have. Yeah. And, the, and Milwaukee's had an easier time with the Cavs. Right. Certainly, the Celtics are. You and, know, and Embiid. One and like three. The Cavs the haven't Cavs. dealt with Embiid very they, well. They have, no, they they have nothing for yeah. them. So the, as good as the Celtics are, they may be the best team. They match. Think, we match up better with them. Right. Perhaps. Even though in the end, I think. You're going to pick the Celtics to win that series. Yeah. But I think the Cavs would have a slightly better chance. I think sure, we all agree, I agree with that. Boston. Go ahead, Mike. We're going to get to Jason Lloyd with a palm tree behind him in a second. But first, Ooh, I want to nice. let you guys know about the Great Lakes Collectors Convention coming up next month, which UCSS will be a part of. The Great Lakes Collectors Convention is presented by Greeny Sports Card, and it is taking over the Fieldhouse in Independence, Ohio, on April 14th through the 16th, where the passions of sports fans, collectors, and sports talk enthusiasts collide. 50,000 square feet of ball card bliss, hundreds of display tables, card shop live theater with interactive appearances from the region's most notable sports media members, including a couple of the UCSS guys. Great cards, great location, great show. Tickets are on sale at greenysportscards.com. We'll also be giving away some tickets. They are working on finalizing the giveaway upstairs as soon as that is available. Information-wise, we'll let you know. And both me, UG, and Jay are all going to be out there that's in April. That's yep. right. Jay, when are you going? We don't know your uh, schedule. I'm not sure yet. I don't know. That's the weekend my boat goes in the water, and I don't uh, know exactly which of the days okay. it goes in yet. So I'm, I'm up in the air. Yeah. I want to get some cards graded. It's, I think, I think it, they're going to have some. Yeah, uh, some... I, it, this is really cool. Kids will have fun at this, too. It's going to be great. G, Mike, and I are all going to be there on Sunday. We're going to be part of a panel. With our, uh, our G and I have a mutual friend Jonathan Peterlin, who mm -hmm. Mike will like too, right. and he'll get to know him. A lot of a lot of my old colleagues from the fan will be there as well. Your old colleague Andy Baskin's going to be there. Right. Daryl Ryder, Jonathan Peterlin, who mentioned. I think Nick Wilson, who took over my spot, uh, will be there as well. I'm a, we can actually talk about it. Unlike they let, don't let them. It's talk an about all star me. game. Uh, this is like a, like the whole city there. Ken Carmen <laughs> will be there. Some of the guys from ESPN Cleveland will be there. Zach Meisel. Uh, some other bit. It's going to be a great Jason's event. Be there too, to be honest. What's huh? that? I think Jason Lloyd will be there too. Well, oh, Jason is going to be there. Let's I thought he was him. on the fence. Jason, I don't know. Going to be there? Going, Jason Lloyd? I thought he was too big time for that. No, it depends. I, that's my kid's spring break, and I don't know what we're doing. Okay. But if we're home, I'll, I'll come. If we're home, I don't know if we're going to be in town or not. I mean, I, I never know. Hey man, it's, I don't it's, like that. It's, spring break is two weeks away. You don't know what your plans are already. What's happening here? I mean, I just go where I'm told. I, we're not we're not doing a big elaborate trip, but oh, sometimes okay. she tries to do short little. Sometimes my wife tries to do short little getaways. Yeah. I'm sorry. You go, don't, hey, by don't, the way, don't ever have these don't ever have these palm trees looking at me right there like no, that. Oh, I man. need to see that. That's right disrespectful. <laughs> that warms my soul. I need that. By the way, so Jason recommended a guy named Mike to me, who's like a fix it guy. Does all this work in the house. Yeah. And Mike, I got a guy. Mike's a great guy. I met him. He came to my house a couple weeks ago. We went through all the things I wanted him to do in my house. 
And then this morning he came and started working. My my wife just texted me. This is the best day ever because she he put up these new shades for her. Oh wow! That she is super excited about. Nice. Very All right. Good. So and I said to him, I said, Yeah, Jason's out of town. He goes and he says to me, Yeah, that figures. <laughs> <laughs> You're back in Arizona. Tell us why. NFL owners meetings. I might as well just forward my mail and move out here as much as I've been out here uh, the last couple of weeks. So we talked to Andrew Barry on Sunday. We had Kevin at the coach's breakfast yesterday morning. The uh, Haslam spoke to us last night before the big swanky dinner. And I can tell you there are a lot of hungover NFC head coaches at the breakfast this morning because I will not use names. But these boys like to get after it. And the amount of alcohol consumed and the coaches that were staggering around here last night. This is a really swanky. I will call out the Seahawks, GM. I was joking with you guys. John Schneider uh, was wearing flip-flops at this. Yeah. I'm like, come on, man. What are you not, doing wearing flip-flops? At not this appropriate. Thing? Yeah, not there's, there's a ten-piece orchestra playing in the background. Like, it's it's a really big deal. This this well, swanky little soiree that they invite us peasants to is is really – this classy event, and then you got him walking around in flip flops. You got head coaches exchanging blazers last night. Like again, I'm not going to use names, but one was much larger than the other one, and they thought it was funny to see what they would look like in each other's jackets. <laughs> that guy so in a little. There's, yeah. So they're swapping coats, and I it just it, it was hilarious to see how yeah. just annihilated some of these. Like to see them on the sidelines, you know, and how. <laughs> they are and then to see them staggering around here like a bunch of frat guys it was uh, yeah. it's pretty funny it is well, like that every year it's you're wearing sun. sunglasses this morning though and drinking well, coffee. It's the sun. I'm, I'm totally sober <laughs> it's, uh, it's, the, the sun is the sun is blinding me yeah, it's so right. bright here. that hey, I, I understand that hey jason what's the scuttlebutt there about uh lamar jackson this morning well, I mean, yesterday was the biggie, and the timing on it was just unbelievable. It was like he had someone in the room who said, okay, John just entered the room. Okay, he's pulling out his chair. Send it now. Because within <laughs> like, Lamar dropped that trade thing as John was taking his seat. It was unbelievable. And I was talking to people who were like, oh, poor, poor John. <laughs> like, it was an ambush. Yeah. Yeah, but well, he apparently the Ravens put out a news release that said what time he was going to be speaking. And so it was public knowledge and Lamar knew and I'm sure he timed it perfectly for when he walked in the room. I think, you know, he, he hit send at the time that John was scheduled to take the podium. Yeah, all the coaches speak at the same it's 7:45 to 8:15 in the morning is the is the coaches breakfast. Right. Yesterday was AFC, morning was NFC. Uh it's it, and you know that we asked Jimmy about it, and, you know, the Browns are pretty unapologetic about it. And, you know, I asked Jimmy yesterday, did you feel like this – when you gave the contract, did you feel like it was groundbreaking? Or did you feel like this is a historic moment? And he said, like, no, like, we just did what was best for our franchise, and that's the line that they're sticking to. I understand it. I don't blame them. Like, it's not their job to worry about Baltimore yeah. or Cincinnati or anybody else. Uh, they have to do what's best for them. And we don't have to relitigate all the reasons why that contract was so controversial at the time. Uh, but, you know, they did what they thought was in the best interest of their organization. And say what you want about Jimmy, but he'll do whatever it takes to win. And that contract is proof of that. Well, he screws it up most of the time. But, yes. He's not afraid to make the big but he, move. He's and not. And he, he shouldn't be. Uh, we've talked about this before. There's no need for – he has no reason to apologize. It's silly of him to say he didn't think it was a groundbreaking contract. It was obviously a groundbreaking yeah. contract. But the idea that he would have to apologize for for it to me is laughable. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, I was talking to some people yesterday around the league who were like, you know, Baltimore's had plenty of time. They they didn't have to be in this position. Uh, you know, they basically whoever gets there first gets the best deal. And the Josh Allen deal, when it was signed, everyone was like, oh, my God, look at this money. This is outrageous. And now you look at it today and you're like, yeah, yeah, all right, not that big of a deal. Right. And you sort of want you want to be first because the longer you wait, the more expensive it's going to get. I said before, I think he's played his last snap for Baltimore. I don't see I don't know how this ends. I don't think it'll be till after the draft. You know, some of these teams, the Colts are a good example. They got what the fourth pick. They're not going to give up the fourth pick for Lamar. But after the draft, if they sign him to an offer sheet and, and they work out the terms of the trade and it's two ones or whatever, you know, you're, you're a little bit more comfortable giving up that pick next year if it's, you know, if you think it's going to be 15, 16, 17, or maybe sure. even into the 20s yep. rather than giving up yep. the number four pick. So I think yeah. this is going to stretch. There's, no, there's, there's not going to be a conclusion to this Lamar thing anytime soon. I think it'll extend beyond the draft. Uh, but it's fascinating to watch, man. From it afar, is. it's, it's fascinating. high drama. Do you think there's a chance he doesn't play? I was just about to ask that. That actually was discussed last night at that thing, at, and we were just sort of a few of us were talking about that. I think that would be a massive mistake. I agree a with massive you. mistake. I agree. If he sits out the year, but I, I just think that's that that's career suicide. Yeah, for a quarterback, I don't agree. Don't it's do career it. suicide. I. I think that's. Uh-oh. I think it's a mistake, but I think career suicide is too strong. I mean, who's the only other player that's ever done that? Le'Veon Bell, and yeah, he was completely. Ar- and now it's a different position. It's a, <laughs> no, but I mean, sitting out over a contract dispute. Le'Veon Bell is the only one that I could come up with. Who right, did but Le'Veon that. Bell was a, a running back, tight. Jason. I mean, that's a. To me, it's a big yeah, difference. No, I know. Yeah, but he was at the he was at the prime of his career, at the peak of his career. And then he sat out that year, and he was never the same player after that. Hey, Jim, I just think I just think it would be a disaster. I'm wondering if you had. I'm any sweating here. It's so hot. Yeah. Well, listen, it's understandable. Uh, Tough life. We're sweating in here too. Uh, I, I'm wondering if, if you had any conversations with Jimmy about last year. About we we were talking earlier about that Falcons game where everybody watching at home is watching Atlanta do the same thing, play after play, with the same results. Bull said it. We talked about it at the time. How was Joe Woods not fired after that game? Was there any thoughts by Jimmy on maybe moving on from either a coordinator or doing anything during the season to try to stop the bleeding? Well, I asked him if he thought uh, if 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 he was disappointed with how last year went and if he ever considered making any changes. Mikey, is that one of the? I don't remember now. Is yes, that it one is, of the Jason. It is. You want to play it, Jason? All right. Why would, yeah, let's go ahead and play that. This is from Jimmy and D Haslam's availability yesterday with us. Were you disappointed at all with how last season went and how it finished? And did you ever consider making changes to the top position? Yeah. Uh, no, no, no consideration at all in making. I assume you're talking about was like Andrew or Kevin. No consideration there. We were all disappointed. N- none of us thought we'd be seven and ten, even with Jacoby or playing eleven games. Deshaun missing eleven games. However you want, you want to say it, we were all disappointed. Very disappointing. Like I said, the desire to win in that building, whether it's ownership, I'm just repeating myself on personnel, coaches is extremely high. We've got high standards, so we expect to do better. Well, we couldn't hear the beginning of that because Mike was yammering in our ear there, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think I think he uh, I, <laughs> I think he said that he was he never considered firing anybody during the season. Is that correct? No, ne- never considered yeah, any changes at the me. top to Andrew or Kevin. 
And then he went on, we went on and asked him, I, I don't think we have this one, but I said, uh, basically, is there, there's always pressure to win. And he said, yes, of course. I said, is there even more pressure basically? And, you know, are these guys in trouble if you don't get off to a quick start? He wouldn't necessarily go there. He did say there's a sense of urgency. Mm. Uh, he stopped short of putting any sort of ultimatum mm. on, you know, playoffs or else. But, you know, he also said it's too early to start talking about contract extensions. So I think everybody involved, I think they have two years left on their deals. I think I'd have to go back and look, but I think Barry and, and Kevin both have two years left. And he said, it's too early to start talking about that. Well, yes and no, it is a little bit early now, but really after this year is when you start having those, right. those conversations because you don't want to lame talk guys. So I, I, listen, I, I think, I think we're on track with what we've said all along that this is a big year. This is an important year. There's a lot at stake this year. And, and yeah, I think, you know, I know G's been on the six games thing. I don't know if there's a magic number. I think it's more by feel of what you see. But if there's not drastic improvement, I think I, I, I think they all these guys know what's at stake. And I think that they know, you know, if they do get off to a poor start, if it did, if they are not performing to the level that they think, they feel like they've, you know, they've retooled the offense. They've, they've added so much speed to this offense uh, just in the last couple of weeks. And they've, they've given Deshaun more of their type of receivers that he needs uh, to go and to make this thing work. So they feel like they've put everything in place. Now they have to go out and do it. You know, Jason, now we, you, I think you were the first one to say it, kind of reiterating by talking to um, Kevin Stefanski. You, you believe this, this offense is going to be night and day. You believe it's going to be completely different from what we've seen in running the ball and, and pounding and doing those things. Um, is this going to be something when fans open up camp, they're going to say, wow, I've never seen the Browns do something like this. Yeah, I think you could. And, you know, Kevin sort of reiterated yesterday where he's like, you know, plays are plays. And we can drop a million plays. It's what he feels comfortable with. It's what Deshaun feels comfortable running is what we're going to go with. And, you know, I just think last year, and we talked about it on the show before, it's so complicated when you're you, – First of all, you don't know how many games you have to go before. And this this, strength, this stretched on longer last year than anyone in the organization thought it would in terms of just having clarity to the whole thing. And I, th I think – and I, I asked Kevin, and Kevin didn't really go there. I said, you know, how much was last year complicated or compromised by the uncertainty? And he said it's no different than if you have an injury at the – like there's always injuries in the NFL. It's no different if your quarterback gets hurt. But the difference here was you're trying to install a new system for a guy who hadn't taken a snap yet. And – yet you were trying to balance the playbook for Jacoby versus Deshaun, and they're two very different quarterbacks in terms of what they can do and how they have success. So I just don't think it left enough time to try and turn the whole thing over just in those last six weeks. I do think they tried to tinker with some things in training camp last year, but they were also trying to get Jacoby ready to play. And, and just the uncertainty of not knowing how many games it was going to be. All that's gone. That's no longer an excuse they know they've got Deshaun. Jimmy said it yesterday, you know, barring injury, you know, provided he stays healthy, they've got Deshaun Watson for 17 games this year. And no one's concerned. He does still have some legal things outstanding. Uh, no one really wanted to talk about those. No one thought it was going to really impact what he's doing. They expect him to be a full participant when he's needed in Berea. <clears throat> and and they're going to, you know, they're they're leaving from here and they're, go, they're going on vacation. Uh, Kevin's family is here and they're uh, – they're going to Hawaii from this. So everything's going to shut down after this is over. Guys are going to decompress a little bit, take a bit of a, a breath, reconvene, start, you know, really digging in on the draft. 
And, you know, Deshaun has got guys in Houston he's throwing to either last week or this coming week. I don't remember now which one it is. So they're starting to build this thing up and ramp this thing and put it together. And they'll put their heads together and they'll come up with the plays and the system that they think works best. Jason, something we've talked about. But I do about, think it'll be significantly different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. No, it's all right. So, something we've talked about recently is Jimmy's rather large purchase of another sports team. And I know you asked him about this yeah. specifically. Uh, you want to set up the clip? Yeah, uh, obviously, buying the Bucks, And he said it's not finalized yet. He couldn't really talk about it. And then he proceeded to talk about it anyway because Jimmy <laughs> just can't help himself. That's Jimmy. That's Jimmy. So yeah. uh, here's the clip on uh, – Jimmy, Jimmy buying the Milwaukee Bucks. People want to know how uh, your branching out will affect ownership of the Browns. Uh, zero. Even though you, you're inheriting a governorship role of that team. Well, uh, if we're approved, be- if we're approved, Wes would be the governor first, so we have some time there. Like will he finish years? out that? Will he finish out that term? Uh, we're, we're working through those details now, but it's, this is not going to be a. You know, if you look at that team, they're performing pretty well, right? So we're going to keep our head down, ask a lot of questions, and try to learn, right? Well, kind of along those lines, the Cavs, Bucks, playoff series. It would be awkward. (laughs) Have you had that discussion, and what are your thoughts on that? (laughs) But it would be awkward. It would be awkward. (laughs) Might have to sit in the suite for that one. Hey, man, that, that, that rich old white guy laugh is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I own the I just bought the whole southern hemisphere, which you didn't know. I own everything below the equator, including Antarctica. Now I have another business that I will get away from not paying taxes for. Uh, well, you know, I, we talked about it on the show before. And, you know, I mean, the Bucks need Jimmy's checkbook. They're, they're trying to keep this thing together. And Mark Lazary, the owner who Jimmy's buying out his shares, doesn't have the money that Jimmy has. And man, we need to update that video. That's still last year's video. We don't have any new video of him walking through the. the Unless you take I it. I should have pulled up my phone. KYC didn't send a. We need a video of him not looking like he's about to take a crap. I mean, that's what we need. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, 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 you know, we, we talked about the fact that the Bucks need his, his checkbook to keep Chris Middleton and, and Giannis and Brooke Lopez and, and keep this group together. And uh, and that's really his role in this. But, you know, I, I'll cut him a little bit of slack. It is kind of awkward that, you know, the Bucks and Cavs are going to be rivals for the next few years. But I guess what I would say is that won't last forever. And these things are hard to find. Like, these teams don't become available very often. And you have to sort of take it. If, if you want to buy a team, you have to take advantage of it when it's there. Right. And this is the opportunity that presented itself. And I asked him about the Suns because the Suns were available. And he could have bought them outright. And they're a team at the top of the West right now. They got Kevin Durant, a superstar. You know, he well, I was, he, they didn't have Durant when when the team no, was sold. No, he wasn't on the but it was still, Yeah, but it was still another NBA team that come up, and and he wouldn't have to share ownership duties uh, like he does now with the Edens family. He would have had outright control. And Jimmy said it was too far. Like they liked the fact. I didn't realize how much they're here because I asked him like, how how often are you in Cleveland? And they said I said and they said a lot. He said quite a bit. And I said half the year. And they said at least. And I guess I didn't realize that they are in Cleveland as much as they are. Now, maybe that's the, you know, the football season. Maybe they come in July and stay through December. I don't know. But they're here. I kind of thought maybe they were in and out more. And they made it sound like they stay here more than, than I thought originally. And they like the fact that they've got the crew in Columbus. Obviously, the Browns here. And now the Bucks in Milwaukee is a short flight away. 
from their home base to Tennessee, and Phoenix was just too far away. So that's geographically the, like the Buck situation. Tough, tough life, Dave. Jay, uh, yeah, tough life. Yeah, I know, right? On the business of the owners' meetings, I know there's a lot on the agenda. I read yesterday that the commander sale will not be voted on here. It's going to probably happen in May when they get together in Minneapolis. But one of the things that I found very interesting is they're, they're going to vote on whether or not to flex Thursday night games from week 14 through week 17. And I got to tell you, based on what we saw happen last year with Tua um, and how much the players have already said they hate playing on the short week, now you throw in the possibility that if you're a good team and you're playing meaningful games, you're going to be likely to be flexed into one of those Thursday night games, weeks 14, 15, 16, and 17, a, do you think this is going to pass? And if it does, uh, I can't imagine the players are going to be happy about that. I think it will pass because the league always gets what it wants. And, you know, health be damned and what's right and what's wrong be damned. We just saw that with Jim Trotter and the crap that went on with Jim Trotter. Because you know what? They know you're going to watch. So they All can right, do whatever that's... they want because, because you're still going to watch. You're still going to go to the games. You're still going to spend your money. And they don't care. And, and, and the players, like I've had players for years tell me that they hate how much they hate Thursday night games and not necessarily that, but all the changes that they wanted in the next CBA in the next bargaining session. And then they just roll over every time Always. anyway. So, yep. you know, so I, I fully expect this deal to, to pass. If that's what the league wants, the league's oh, going to get it. Oh, there'll be 18 games terrible. too, Jason. Oh, We're going 18 games. Yeah, that's, that's, that's definitely happening down there's, the road. There's no doubt. Any yeah. other talk on rules changes? Anything big that might come out of these The meetings? fourth and 15 instead of the onside kick? We do that? The push wish. in the back at the fourth and oh, one? Yeah, short. yeah the, the bush push that's now legal? Yeah, I don't – honestly, I haven't kept up with that. I've been chasing other stuff while I was out here. I know we talked to Kevin yesterday briefly about the idea of touchbacks after punts going to the 25 rather than the 20 in an effort for less punting and more going for it, which, as we know, Kevin doesn't need any motivation there. He, he loves going for it on fourth down. And I think that – yeah, I, I'm not I'm not a – you know, we we've talked we've we've talked about that at length, and I for the I, there were a few last year that I didn't like, but by and large, I don't mind it. But they are trying to tweak some rules to sort of do away with more punting and kickoffs and, and more going for it and less collisions and more player safety. But I don't know how much I actually believe they care about player safety. Hey, Jason, last thing from me, and then Mikey has something before we we uh, you leave you to do whatever frolicking you're going to do out there. Uh, your thought, I don't know if you heard the up. I'm sure you heard the update, but just in case you didn't, it can't, comes out. Uh, Tristan McKenzie shut down for two weeks at least. And yeah. he could miss up to eight weeks. Obviously, this is huge. The guy's supposed to pitch the second game of the year. How big a deal in your mind, and what do you think they'll do to replace him in the rotation? I think it'll be Hunter Gaddis. We should probably have uh, an answer on that soon i would think tito's probably getting ready to meet with the media if he hasn't already it should be was the 9:45. it should be right around now that he's he's or if he if he hasn't done it already uh listen <clears throat> you know we talked about it on the show before where i felt like their biggest weakness might be in their starting pitching and these guys have not had a good spring and i know people don't want to talk about it. you don't want to make a big enough deal big don't want to make a big deal about spring numbers and i get it and bieber's had a fantastic camp he looks terrific but when I was out there, you know, I don't remember now the exact number, but the rest of the starters had an ERA around seven. 
And now McKenzie's hurt. And Tito said, as long as you have a track record in the majors, he doesn't care and so much about spring training numbers. They matter a little bit more when he's not familiar with them. When it's young guys, you look at the numbers a little bit more than you do with for veterans. <clears throat> but, you know, I've always sort of felt like we've talked at length about how stocked their, their farm system is. And they're probably going to have to make a move at the deadline. And I think it'll probably be for a pitcher. And, it, you know, they've already, they were already thin. And now to lose McKenzie before the year even starts, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's absolutely a concern because you weren't sure what, how much you could rely on Savali and Plesak to begin with. Well, now right. you're bumping them up another spot. They're, now they're your three and four starters. Yeah. So I, I don't think they're going to go out and make a trade right now. Uh, I don't think they're going to rush any of their young guys, certainly not Esposito. He's not ready coming off the injury. I don't think Gavin Williams or, or Bybee are ready. You know, they're not going to do anything rash like that. Um, I think that they'll probably put Gaddis in there for now. He's stretched out enough. Some of those other guys aren't really stretched out. Gaddis has started a few spring training games. He can work deeper into games right now. Uh, so I think that's the route that they'll go in the short term. And then, you know, we'll wait and see who's released in, on cutdowns, if there's somebody they like better, if there's a small move to make. But I don't think they're going to make a major move right now. And maybe, maybe Tristan's not out eight weeks. You know, maybe he's back sooner. I think you know, we all are jumping to the worst case scenario that sure. they put out of shutting him down for two weeks and could miss up to eight. Um, and who knows, maybe this goes to nine or 10, or maybe he's back at six. I don't know that we know yet. I don't think they make a drastic move now. I think they try and handle it internally for now, or maybe a small move. And then, you know, as the season, as we get going here and they see where their holes are, you know, they can address them at the trade deadline. Mikey. Yeah. Jason, uh, got a couple YouTube comments. I want to read to you here about this hit. Uh, someone named Anthony Antonelli says, why does Jason look like a cocaine kingpin? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got more. This is just the beginning. Evan419 says, Jason looks like he parks his Corvette in front of valet, tosses the keys and says, I'll hit you when I get back and winks at him while walking away. Uh, someone named Garrett Bush says, this dude Jason be out of town every week. Damn it, that athletic bag is different with 17 exclamation marks. <laughs> Coy McLaughlin says Jason Lloyd got them Johnny Bravo shades on. Uh, There's so much hate. Lawrence Goggins. No, it's going to end on a good note. Good. It's going to end on a good note. Good. Jason, uh, Lawrence Goggins says Jason looks like he presses charges for sure if you want to go there, buddy. <laughs> King Beezit says uh, there's definitely Mike's Hard Lemonade in that coffee mug. <laughs> Corey also says, little known fact, Jason used to be in Smash Mouth. <laughs> uh, MJ says Jason Lloyd is the type of person to eat 20 White Castles and five beers in one sitting. That's kind of messed up. <laughs> but Tony Mastelelli and a bunch of people agreed with this says... Low-key, Jason is easily the most likable sports reporter I've ever seen. Let's yeah, not get right. crazy. Let's not get No, I, I, I co-signed that last yeah. one. Yeah. Very likable, very knowledgeable, great at his job. Keep doing you, man. It's working for you, Jay. See you, Jason. Oh, shoot. That's funny. All right, I'll be back with you guys. Uh, I'll be back with you guys next week. I'll see you. Can't right, wait. Man. We'll see you later. later. <laughs> Can't wait. Right, I think the chat stays undefeated, man. Undefeated. Sometimes they do come through. That is some funny. That is some funny stuff. <laughs> oh, I had to. Goodness. When I saw some of those rolling, I knew. Uh, I knew listen. we couldn't let Jason Garrett. You actually jumped in there. And I'll be in there all the time. I was in here talking to him. I'm like, y'all crazy, bro. Where you come up with these these things? That this is crazy. That's why I like this show. <laughs> Speaking of which, we got to talk about memberships, Mike. <laughs> there it is. We yeah. do have to talk about memberships, and members are some of our favorite people in the entire world. And we had so many viewer questions on Friday that we're still doing them. We're going to wrap those up wow. today in overtime. By the, the way, yesterday I threw out on the starters tier 
uh, you'll get the bull moon next. Yeah. I had people ask me, is that real? Is it coming? Like, we, we had Dan come in studio, and we did pitch it to Dan, who is yeah, a well, photographer. Dan said, listen, I think that's a low-key great idea. I'm down for it. I said, well, you'll, what you do is you just make it look like he's, you know, flashing the moon, but you put a big bull face on top of his ass. <laughs> Where it would be. I got to figure that We can call that the, you know, the I'm bull not, I don't think I'm actually going to have anybody take a picture of my ass. It's not really, you know, my no, thing. No, no, but you could <laughs> yeah. pretend like you could were posing and, and then put the bull over your ass. Uh, if okay. somehow we make a UCSS OnlyFans, that'll be the first thing. On yeah, the there you UCSS go. OnlyFans. Let's that not is not that. in the cards. Steve Becker, yeah. that's a joke. Don't send an email. We know it's a joke. <laughs> no OnlyFans <laughs> coming. For a $4.99 a month, you can become a coaches tier member of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Well, that gives you all the starter tier perks, overtime videos, and member shout-outs. You get text with Johnny Bravo, a.k.a. Jason the Cocaine Kingpin, during select Cavs games. Maybe for the playoffs. We're working on that. We're special discount codes for merch and more. If you are not a member, sign up. We have awesome content that is behind the uh, overtime You know, wall. I got a question and for you. we appreciate it. One, before you ask your question, okay. I do want to remind you for the last time today that College Racing is the official NASCAR sponsor of Northeast Ohio, and it also sponsors a 12 o'clock lunch hour of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports oh, We're glad show. they do. What's up, Jason? Um, I mean, uh, Jay. So we have some guys coming into the chat gifting memberships. We do. Cody Clark did five yesterday. What if I wanted to gift memberships or if the show wanted to gift memberships? Right. Like, I think I – think, I want to reciprocate the kindness that our viewers have good, shown. Good point. That's a good point. So yeah. I would like to gift 10 memberships right now. Like, like I don't know how to do that, though, because I'm not in the chat. I'm not in. I don't know that, that tech shit. I don't know anything about it. <laughs> you got it. that old, the old man. I got the old man. And you know what? I, someone, said, someone said this the other day. I wish I would have thought of this. He said, I'm not in that Twitter space, man. Y'all got toxic in there. I live my life in the real world, and I'm happy in here. Right, right. And that's my my thing, too. Like, yeah, I love my jump, space. Don't jump. You gotta, I ain't going in there where it's toxic. You got to have heart to go in there. But I would like to gift 10 memberships, but I don't know how to do I, that. I don't know anything about it. I'll get it. with you offline. I don't know okay. how and then, to get in there to do it. And then how do we do it? Like, I don't want it to be random. I think it should be on a, on a reward base. You we'll know what? So, like, we pick the comment of the day right. for a week, and then I'll gift them a coaches tier membership. That's dope. Yeah. Give I us, like it. Yeah. let well, me talk to Ian to figure out how okay. to logistically do that, but we can good. absolutely make that happen. All right, good, good. So I want to spread that love. It's the pay it forward. Santa deal. J. Claus is coming to town. Santa J. And he's going to help, uh, <laughs> yeah. help them all going. Um, I'm looking at the chat real quick just because, you know, Sometimes when we're we're gonna do final takes here in a sec. They want me to read some of the J jokes. Some of the J jokes. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. You guys go a little mean at Jay sometimes. <laughs> oh, listen, they come at me. A little mean with Jay. But here's the beauty, here's the beauty of it. You know, I never see it. Never see it. <laughs> I don't even know what you're saying. And, 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 and truth be told, I don't care. <laughs> Maybe, well, you know what? Because I know what they want. They want. They want to sit here. Oh yeah, they, they want that spot. You know, right, when course. you, I, I didn't do oh, nearly I as much. Hate too. I didn't oh, do yeah, nearly yeah. as much talk radio as you, but yeah. I, I did. 
I used to uh, do a show with Herb Street in Columbus on a fill-in basis pretty regularly. Right, right. And the one thing I learned about, and it's, I think it's the same thing. I think the, um, you, tell me if I'm right. I think the people that go in the chat are the same people that would call a radio show. Yes. Am I right? Yes. Yeah. Like, they don't got a lot going on. <laughs> you know, they got a lot of free time. And, and they, they might be in their mom's basement, as you said. Some people, yeah. They might be. Many of them are. And they, and they really want to do what you're doing. And, and the best uh, the best radio callers and the best people in chat are people that are oh, crazy. The, there's like 5% are like really smart, intelligent, great people that sure. have interesting, insightful comments. But then the other ones that are good are the people that are the idiots. Yeah. And say all kinds of outrageous, stupid stuff or want to fight. Tell me I, they want me to have a heart attack and die, whatever. That's funny stuff. Now, now the, yeah, the, I don't think that's funny. Now, well, Bull, Bull is great. I don't, I don't think that's funny. I, it, it, during during the post game. emotional, like, I, I, I really, I used to take things more personally. Now, there's only, uh, it's very rare that I take it personally anymore. Because people are just crazy on Twitter. I'm yeah, crazy I, on Twitter. I do all, think that you know. the early in the business, yeah. you tend to, I don't even know if you listen to it, but you, you do tend to, I think, pay more attention to yes. it. But after, you, after you've done this for like five or ten years, you realize what it is. Right. It's you a, realize it. It doesn't and matter. You just kind of roll with the, the, it. The, now, all that being said, yeah. they, they help make us. Possible. Absolutely, to be here. yes. The best and we want to make them mad. We want to keep coming back. Some people that make really stupid comments are great entertainment. That's well, right. Well, well, no. well, well, the thing is, like when we do the post game show, uh, the best entertainment quality is that people realize that if they super chat, they can just defame Bull, yeah. and he has to read that. So I had a super chat calling Jay a Baker brother the other day. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Oh yeah, I remember that, and I didn't even, and I hadn't made a Baker bro comment that day. That's true. <laughs> There's like, yeah, you, the chat stays that. undefeated. I, I, I don't know that they're undefeated. <laughs> I mean, like wishing someone would have a heart attack and die is not. No, no, well, that wasn't from. Did, that did was you, years ago. Did, on oh, Twitter. You, that was Good. radio call. You didn't get the super chat from that. That was actually. Um, so what? Bull would on the super chat then. Yeah. You have to read them. Yes. Oh, no, I didn't oh, have to read it. You, you, so, you uh, mean when we were doing the post-game yes, shows? Yes, I would see it, right. but usually Mikey would read no, it. No, if, if it was something like that, I, we'd filter it, those out. But yeah. I don't care Keep if people make fun of me <laughs> as long money. as it's not anti-Semitic or yeah. stuff like that stuff. Yeah. That's, I, there I don't is know, a line no that time. you can cross. Yeah, there is a line. Yeah. There is a line, yeah. But if you make fun of me being fat, what, I've never heard it before? I've heard it. There's nothing you can say about me being fat that I've never heard before. So yeah. I used to call the radio all the time, especially when I was in school. You I, were that guy? And I remember when I called the radio one time after the Browns drafted Harrison Bryant, I said that they were going to bring in another tight end. And Bull called me an idiot. He goes, <laughs> what, what an idiot. They just drafted a tight end. They got the joker. Bang. Oh, my God, these callers today. <laughs> his, bang, his bang status. So, though. Earl, yeah. you've actually made the transformation from – Caller to in the business. Now. I called when I was a kid. Did you? Yeah, like I never. Called. I used to call Mike and the Mad Dog. Oh, when I, was I a never kid. called. Yes. I never called. I would feel dirty. But calling. did you have when you were a kid? Was there full time sports talk radio? I listened to Pete Franklin every night. But it was just one show. It wasn't a. It, no, back then yeah. it was much different. Pete right. Franklin owned the airwaves was, in Cleveland. I was had just turned fifteen when the fan went on the air in New York. Oh, okay. And I wanted to do it, so I would listen. And you knew then that you wanted to do it, uh, yeah, or yeah. something in sports. I knew yeah, that. Yeah, I but. just, I just felt, I just felt like, the, you know, to call a sports radio show, and to make a comment. Yeah. It, well, it I just always felt, felt like, it, to me, it always felt so desperate. I always felt like I'm smarter than those guys. I'm going to call and make them look dumb. That was to my point. That yeah. most of them watching think that. Yes. That's what Earl exactly. did to you. Earl outsmarted you, know you that day. 
<laughs> he did? Well, did they sign another tight what end? Did they, sign? did they sign another tight end? They did, but it was somebody that was like that it was, was a, a it was a non it was, it was a but non I had told guy. him I thought it was gonna be like Kyle Rudolph after he had got released. He, you, and he was right, telling me it was like it was, no. I way. don't remember this, but like you it's always remember? funny when people say, I called you 16 months ago, and you told me I was an idiot for this. And I'm like, okay, maybe I did. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, how in the hell you? I don't you, remember. You, you're never, people will ask me that, too. I'm I like, remember, I don't remember that. When I did radio, I would. I remember people that called all the time. Like, I knew. The not, regulars. But I wouldn't remember what they said, necessarily. Yeah, right, right. But, I, I, oh, but I know I downloaded The that. Pete from Parma. Like, right. all these guys that have their own little, like, gimmick. That's right. Yeah, you can't forget those the Bostonian. guys. Bostonian. But 99% of the other guys just because became then they're right because you know if they're you don't noise. call the time I'm not gonna remember you and here, you name. know here's what uh Herb Street always used to tell me yes yeah he, he would ask him this what time's your show exactly <laughs> I'll make sure I give it a listen <laughs> everybody thinks I'll, they can do we do a job that everybody thinks they can do because if you're a big sports fan yeah you think you could do it and there yeah. are probably some people in the audience few a small percentage very very small percentage potentially do this yeah but 99 percent of you and can. you know the other thing is yeah. too i'm never going to come to 7-eleven and tell them how to run the slurping machine <laughs> so stop telling me how to do my job i think i'm hey, doing hey, just fine i have an idea go yeah. ahead anytime one of our guys one of our guys one meetings. of our guys us you g bull jason okay. Davis, brad yeah. is on a remote hit remote hit whether you're in arizona again bull right. calls any sick works from home right We'll have the chat to respectfully roast them, just like we did with Jason, and we'll end each interview with a, a two-minute roast. That's fun. That's great. Yeah, fair. Fun. I love that. Yeah. Love well, like Bull said, like you got to keep it. Yeah, you know, it's well, got to be a buff I, I Anybody says anti-Semitic, racist. Yeah. Even yeah, yeah, even no, 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 personal no. Uh, uh, comments about your personal appearance. That's off limits. I, yeah, I don't it's care about that stuff. I know you I'm don't, but, it, but no, be a be a freaking human. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crying out loud. Be funny. You no, have grown up in the inner city. Be school? funny. <laughs> if, John, if Jason looks like Johnny Bravo, call him Johnny Bravo. Did, did he look like Johnny Bravo? Yeah, with the glasses on, he kind of did. That did was he? a good one. I, I really like that I, one. I, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know Johnny Bravo. On. I don't even know what Johnny Bravo was. Johnny like. Bravo was, was a, a cartoon like I was a kid. No, you know what? Johnny Bravo was, you might remember this. I'm the only one old enough here, yeah. I think. The Brady Bunch had an episode where Greg Brady. Was picked to be Johnny Bravo, That's not because right. he could sing and dance, but because he fit the suit. That's right. Johnny Bravo. The Brady Bunch man. Overtime. Yeah, That's awesome. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.